the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, so I went and saw Firestarter last night, and uh, that was rather easy. We got a we got a, a kickback about three seconds delay, just to let you know. And anyway, uh, C plus, just C plus. I mean, it's it's you know if you're just looking to while away the time, you haven't seen uh, if you've already seen Doctor Strange and all of that, then yeah, it's all right to go see it, but. It, it's a, a pretty big rehash of the original movie, although the big difference is in the original movie, it wasn't a linear story. In other words, it didn't start with point A and go all the way to, to Z in, in time. What they did is they went to A and then, and then they went back to, you know, minus A to, to fill you in about why A's happened and that kind of stuff. A lot of flashbacks. Uh, not this movie. They start at A, and they plow straight ahead. And uh, I was expecting it to be more gory than it was. This could have been. I'm just telling you, when a person has this type of a power, and they don't go, you know, with CGI and everything now, mm-hmm. and, 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 and that they don't go for it. And vaporize people and stuff. I, mm-hmm. I just kind of it kind of disappointed me in that sec that part. So anyway, the the young lady who plays Charlie uh, does a good job. Zac Efron is very good. Uh, the lady that pay, plays his wife, I can't even remember her name now. Uh, okay, I mean I don't know why she's even in the movie. To be honest with you, they could they could have written around her and. Uh, they did. They did not make, you know, the uh, the government evil enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the government in this movie, it, it, it's you know, it's it's a oh, what do they call it? It's it's like the camp or something like that. It, uh, they 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 experimented on some college students. College students developed telekinesis and different things and then they some of the members got to like each other and they got married and they had kids and their kids ended up having powers mm-hmm. so kind of like the x-men in the case right the, right i was, I was thinking <laughs> kind of like the yeah. x-men yeah, even uh, like the but, other movie they ripped off or but, vice versa well, here's the other thing all right <clears throat> when you watch this movie if you're a stephen king fan the plot of the movie follows Carrie perfectly. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, you know, you got the, 
the young girl. Right. She's got these powers. She's coming of age. Mm-hmm. She hasn't yet reached puberty, but she's already having problems controlling the powers. Mm-hmm. How and what are you going to do when puberty kicks in and the hormones kick in? What's she going to be like then? So you got that that whole storyline, and that's exactly what Carrie was about. Plus, of you know, the whole religious um, subjection of her mother, which you know was terrible in the book, terrible in the movie. And it's a great, uh, it came out to be in a very good movie, although they screwed up the ending. They should have finished the movie the way the book finished up, and it would I, I would have said it would have been very close to being perfect. Very close to being perfect. But why they, they went for the jump scare at the end of the movie, I'll never know. It would have been so much better. If they, if they, would, have, if they would have set it up, if they would have set it up, like the book it would have even been better see the book see they tell it in time in in chronological order in the movie in the book there's a trial going on and sue who was carrie's friend is on the stand testifying about what happened that day and it was great that book is it's a short i i almost say when you look at King's real novels like The Stand and right. things of we're that nature. Six, eight hundred pages. Yeah, or you know, we're looking, we're looking at uh, maybe two hundred and eighty pages. It's kind of like a novella kind of kind of thing. But boy, it was, it was a, it was a good movie. It was a great book. Um, my favorite King book is an early book. It's nothing that he has done recently. Uh, I really like uh, The Stand. I think The Stand will always be his. Uh, number one uh, book. Number two, just by a smidgen underneath the stand, Salem's Lot, which I thought was really good about vampires. That was that was a good, good, good uh, book as well. I remember reading Salem's Lot when I was in college, and there were nights that I didn't want to turn the light out in my room and go to sleep. It had me creeped out. Creeped, this... I can still, as I was reading it, can come up with that scene when his friend who died and came back as a vampire and comes to this kid's room outside the window. He's floating, like at the second floor. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how he's running his nails down the the window and it's it's screeching. And he's saying, let me in. That just makes my blood chill it really did it was it's a great book it's a really really good book if you have never read salem's lot or the stand uh, two good summer books just telling you although you might want to leave the lights on for salem's lot the stand is really good just because all the apocalyptic literature and stuff that's in it and king really showed a lot of that he had a lot going on in his mind at that time about his catholicism there's no doubt about that so anyway good stuff Good stuff. So, uh, would I would I sue? I suggest that you go see it. Yeah, go 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 ahead and see it. It's all right. Like I said, it's entertaining. It's uh, good acting, well produced. Uh, the the director did a decent job. There just could have been more. All right, you you got down to the end and you wanted more, as well as you wanted more from the villain. George C. Scott was the better villain, 
He was good. In, well, he in was a fire starter. Brilliant in, uh, actor. The, the initial fire st- uh, starter. He just had that that evilness about him that just kind of like floated below the surface. Plus, he had that that thing down with his eye. I don't know if everybody remembers. You know, I think he only had he either had a eye that had been destroyed or he had an eye that was kind of covered up. I I need to go back and watch the movie again. But he would look at you with just that one eye. And he'd give you the creeps. He'd give you the creeps. And he was able to play the sympathetic character, but right below the surface, he was a serial killer. There's no doubt about it. All right. So anyway, enough about movies. I know you you didn't come here to talk about movies, Robert. I don't claim expertise in everything. Well, I know you don't. But, you know, you know a good movie. I'm teasing. Although you've you've watched a couple of movies that I've given A's to and you've given, like, D minuses to. Yeah, that's true. that That you didn't like. I watched a movie, uh, what day was it? Wednesday. Got to go back and finish it. I didn't have enough time to watch the whole thing. From 1969, I'm, I'm a big film buff of the French New Wave, and Z. And that's a movie I've always wanted to show as a classic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know it. And, can't, and get, can't get a hold of it. It's Italian. It's really good. I remember when I was, I would have been 17 at the time, and I went and saw it. I took uh, one of my brainy female friends that I hung out with, and we went and saw it, and we both liked it a lot. And uh, uh, I didn't align with the political views in it. You don't But, well, and you can figure, it's France in 69. Think about it. The the left was going bonkers about, you know, know, stop the bomb and all that other stuff and the missiles that Reagan— later on would be wanting to put into Europe and all the rest. So anyway, it was all that was mixed into it. But it, as a political thriller, oh, it was great. It was really good. Almost as good as the Parallax View, which for me is a great movie as well. All right. So anyway, enough enough about movies. But I watched Z the other day and was just enjoying the heck out of it. And uh, Linda sat down and, st- and started getting sucked right into it. It's one of those movies, you watch it and you can't Get away from it. It just you want to know what's going to happen next. It's really a good flick, good flick, but I recorded it, so I'll go back and pick it up where I left off at. All right, got to get a break in. We'll do that. Was that Chris? She's here. Okay, so he's on his way up. I've been holding off talking about politics till I get Corbett up here. He's yeah, coming. Because gosh knows, I I don't have anything to say. No, you it. have nothing to say. <laughs> um, um, but I want to talk to you guys about a couple of things. One, I want to talk to you about something we talked about and that is neither one of us knew that there was a federal law that right. said you couldn't march in front of a judge a judge's and by the way a juror's home yeah that's in there as well you know the funny thing is i, I at least have greater sympathy for the notion on the juror than i do the judge the, the law regarding the judge is absurd just like the law that chris and i filed a lawsuit here that prevents putting a sign on your car and driving on the cab yeah, that's kind of crazy well, it's just goofy but we'll talk about that I want to talk about in California, new Second Amendment ruling there, which right. I think is very important, the ruling right. that happened there. And uh, the folks at Netflix, you know what happens when no. you, when you start losing uh, your business yeah. because your your programming sucks? Because uh, you woke? Because you, you woke up, which means that you're going to go broke. Yeah. Is, they it, sent, they is Corbett out, woke or he just woke up? Did you hear? They, they, sent, they, sent, out, they sent out a uh, memo. Yeah. To the to the staff saying, hey, if you don't like the content of our stuff, right. 
leave. Oh, that's great. That's, that's brilliant. That's I say sarcastically. That's basically what they told him. Right. All right. So Dave Ellswick Show, don't forget about uh, Pat Davis. Pat Davis wants to save you money. Save you money on health insurance. Save you 30 to 50%. Talked about Pat a lot. If you haven't called him and talked to him, I got to tell you, I wonder why. Because he's going to save you money, big money. He probably can save you money over what you're paying over at your uh, your company. You need to go talk to him about this. Save 30 to 50% on health insurance and know it's for any provider in the nation. There are no co-pays. Those big deductibles that you have, like six, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000, uh-uh. He gets rid of those as well. Give him a call, 501-605-6935, or go to yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back with you. You're talking about my sunglasses? Heck, yeah, I love those sunglasses. Yeah, this is – I went and picked out sunglasses a few weeks back. These are prescription. Oh, okay. I finally oh, you got, got my nice prescription. Ones. But what, what – 300 bucks. 100 bucks. Less than 100 oh, bucks. Well, you know what did, I like? Good. Good. Show the camera. Seriously. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's Blues Brothers. That's the Blues yeah. you know? well, it's, it's classic wafer yeah. is, the, is the model from Ray-Ban yeah. from I love the them. 60s. I love them. Yes. I've hey, always the, loved them. You need the red shirt on and that black leather coat. Yeah, you have my picture. Like, I love that coat. Yeah. Where's that coat? It's in my it's in my house in my closet. <laughs> and if I find you in my closet, you're going to get shot. <laughs> Just keep in mind about that. Anyway. I love that jacket. <laughs> okay, so let's move on and talk about some issues here because everybody's waiting for us to get on, get serious. I, uh, Including I already, me, thank yeah, you very little. Because he had to sit here because you, wasn't, you weren't here right at the very beginning. The dog ate my homework. I, talk, I talked about Firestarter. I went and saw it. Oh, that. you did? All right. C plus. Don't, uh, that's it. Uh, that's it. Uh, no more. Okay. Just okay. C, C plus, not not a not a B or not an A. So that Bloomhouse movie, low low I'm budget. I'm taking off points for every word you say now after okay. the clock. Okay, so then. here we go. Let's talk. I don't know which one I want to talk about first which because one? there's some really cool, interesting things happening. Let's Ninth talk. Circuit. I, I, yeah, let's talk about them. Uh, the Ninth Circuit, or as I call them, Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, out in California. Uh, ruled against the state of California saying that that they could not tell a uh, young person, 18, 19, 20 years old, that they could not buy a semi-automatic rifle or, or handgun. I love it. They, they said that... Yeah, they, let's be clear they what, against, what happened. They went against the second... <clears throat> that, that went against the Second Amendment right. and, and the appeals court ruled in favor of the people. Let's just talk about the process for a moment, Dave. Sure. Uh, California passed a state law, like we do. Chris and I are running to become state legislators, in fact, uh, and those are the people that pass state laws. California passed a state law, and I'm distinguishing that, of course, from federal law. Yes. That said that, excuse me, if you are uh, under 21, you may not purchase... A semi-automatic weapon. Yeah, no I, wanted to, I wanted to say. Yes. Let me be, clarify something. You, they said that you cannot buy a semi-automatic rifle. They already had passed a law that had uh, cleared muster about pistols. Interesting. Right, right. And that's an important distinction, by the way. So they passed this law, uh, no semi-automatic weapons for those under 21. There's no such prohibition in the federal law and remember 
states are free to regulate matters that are not not controlled by the federal government and not controlled by the Constitution. So you got two hurdles you got to jump through. There's no federal law on it, and the Constitution doesn't stop the state from doing it. So right. uh, I'm literally making it up on on the spot. But California. California could pass a law that says you can't cut down any cedar trees. Well, we, we don't have such a law here in Arkansas, of course. You see people cutting down cedars and everything all the time. California could pass that law. Why? Because there's no federal law that prohibits it. It's not an endangered species, say. And the Constitution doesn't say anything about cutting down trees one way or the other. So that's an example where a state passes a law, and that's why we have 50 well, we have a Tenth Amendment. Right, and, and, and that's a good point. And these zones of experimentation that are states. So California passes this law that says uh, the folks below 21 can't have a semi-automatic rifle. Now we start to get a little bit dicey, most obviously so, uh, because the Second Amendment guarantees... Pretty clear. Right, guarantees rights <laughs> to individuals... Uh, regarding firearms. So, is that law in contravention of the Second Amendment? First thing, when you go to court, this was brought in federal court. It actually could have been brought in federal or state court. We won't get into that distinction right now, other than recognizing there are two different levels of courts. The case was brought in federal court. It goes to a trial court. It's called district in the federal level. Uh, it's a different name in the state, by the way. Uh, the trial court, I don't even know how the trial court ruled in this case. We'll look I don't it, know. Yeah, we'll look it up. Uh, then it goes to an appeal court. Now, remember, the Supreme Court's an appeal court as well, but it's the higher. So there's a middle appeal court, and then the Supreme Court is the highest appeal court. I worked at the middle appeal court, but not the one in California. I worked at the one uh, based out of Atlanta. Uh, and uh, the appeal court always sits in panels of judges. There's not, it's not, no cases decided by one judge. Right. Much like the Supreme Court sits always in what's called, a, a, well, what is a complete panel, a panel of nine. Not at the intermediate court. It sits in panels of three unless a majority of the others say, wait, we want to get in on that. And then they go after the panel of three to the panel of however many they are, and it varies. So 12, 15. Yeah, it can be a lot of people. That's right. Star court, you know. Two to That's one. Right. It was two to one, Rob. That's yeah. right. So That's the it. panel of three, as Dave said earlier as well, uh, decided two to one that that law that prohibits the folks in California under 21. Right. Is unconstitutional. And that's the process. And it's important to understand, yeah. I think. Uh, and so it is now possible, as, as Dave mentioned to me during the break, that the remaining members of that, say, 15 members, and I don't know the exact number, but roughly 15 members of the Ninth Circuit say, wait, wait, wait we want to hear this. So it might be uh, the whole court might hear it. That's on bank. On bank, right, which means in <laughs> And then whole. they might strike down what the two to one says. That's right, because the panel Possibly. of three is a representation of the whole court. So if most of the folks on the court say, well, we don't think you represent our wishes, that's when they go to the whole court. On bank is the term, uh, in, in, in panel, in, in its entirety. And then it has the potential to go to the Supreme Court. Okay. Yeah. Judge right. Ryan said it best here. Judge Ryan yeah. Nelson, this guy's a patriot. Where is he? he says, who, who put him on the court? I don't know, say? but it's a great quote. Okay. It says, America would America. not exist America. without the heroism 
of the young adults who fought and died in our Revolutionary Army. Qu- quite yeah. literally. Right? Yeah. Quite literally. 18 to 21. So you're going to deny these young men a gun, even though the courts treat them as a man, as an adult, mm-hmm. can put them in jail for life. Yep. Right? And uh, they can't buy a weapon. And they can conscript them into the Army. Of That's correct. Point. Oh, yeah. 18, yeah. So How many 18 to 21-year-olds died in right. World War II? Exactly. I, I'm the only non-veteran in this room right now. They forget, man. Right? What the, that's right. Yeah. All right. We've got to take a break, yeah. guys. Let's do that. I gave you enough about the movies right now. We don't need to go back to that. We'll come back. We want to talk more about this story because it's not very often that you hear the appeals court uh, rule in favor of the Second Amendment in California dreaming. All right? That's just the way it is. All right. Let's get to break for the news, and we'll come back. We'll talk more. Chris Corbett here. Robert Steinbach, our legal beagle, is here as well. All right, back with you. It is the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, let's talk a little bit about East End Towing quickly here uh, before we get back to uh, considering what's going on in California and the Second Amendment. Because when things bend your way in, in California, you know that the thought process about the, about guns in America is changing big time. So uh, let's, uh, let's continue talking about uh, East End Towing right now. There comes times that you find yourself on the road and your car stops for whatever reason. And maybe it's not just your car. Maybe you're towing your trailer, you're towing your boat or whatever. And uh, what do you do then? Or what if you just blow a, a tire out on your trailer and you need some help with that? Well, here's what you do. Call 501-888-8849. It's 501 8849 that's number for east end towing and uh, they'll come out and they'll take care of it no matter what situation you're stuck in they will help you out to get your car to a repair shop or back to your house or wherever you need to go to and do it at a reasonable cost that's east end towing number again 8849. They also remind you that if you see those flashing lights out on the highway, tells you the tow truck is out there working, helping somebody else, move to the far other lane so that the people that are out there on the road working don't have to be worrying about, you know, dirt off the side of your car ending up on the back of their pants. Just telling you. That can be a a rather uh, interesting situation. thing to happen i mean joe talks about this on joe's garage talks about changing tires on the side of the road you got your back yeah you got your back got your back to the to the road and a big old 18 wheeler goes roaring by now most 18 wheelers are good about pulling over into the the next lane but still that suction you get from that truck gives you gives me chills just thinking about it i mean it literally pulls you that yeah that airflow chris as an engineer probably undoubtedly more but you it's like a jet engine yep east end towing remember them 888-8849-501 area code all right back to talking about this about what's going on at the ninth circus court of appeals out in uh, california now Truth in advertising here, President uh, Trump put some conservative judges out on that court. That's right. And it is not as liberal as it once was. I mean, during the 70s, 80s, and 90s, that that place was a joke. It was a joke, the the rulings they would come down. A lot of that has begun to change now. 
and uh, the pendulum swinging back some. But they they took a law that had been passed by the state saying that if you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you could not buy a semi-automatic rifle. And the uh, the Ninth Circuit found it to be unconstitutional and struck it down. Now, as we were talking about, there's more than just three judges on the Ninth Circuit. There's like 15 or 17, I yeah, forget which it is. Vicinity. And if they want to hear it as a group, they can somebody, I don't know what it takes to get it before the group. Majority. A, a majority, majority have to group. say they want to hear it. Right, that they want to hear it as a group. Okay. They can strike down what the, the, the original decision was. I have not heard of any move to strike down what they have already said. But to said. be fair, Dave, you, you won't. You won't. In other words, you'll only hear about it after they make that decision, okay. if they were to make that decision. All right. You took a look. You were looking, Chris, during the break. Were yeah, you, which judge? Were you able to, to tell the judges? Was any of them a Trump? You know, I'm not. Can't tell yet. If, if it was, let me tell you, they might be protesting outside his house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, we're going to get to that here yeah. in just a moment. We're going to talk about I couldn't about find that. I was trying to find, first of all, this Ryan Nelson, the one that was quoted in the paper. They wrote, they wrote the majority opinion. Yeah, right. and then who's this uh, flub that went against this? Who I mean, was it? What, what was the I, name no, of it? Was two to one. I, I, Do you know who the one was? I could not find it. Okay. But I don't know what he or she thinks about uh, shall not be infringed. Well, that's a good question. Hello? Yeah. Because you're not part of the militia. Wait, is it? Yeah. <laughs> how, else do you, how else do you define that? Shall not be infringed. What's great about that ruling, though, is they're getting back to the basics. I think people, yes. good people, are fed up. They're tired of this crazy stuff coming out of the California and these liberal states. Women not being able to compete in their own sports. they got to compete with dudes. Uh, it's just crazy stuff. I, who's the guy on uh, Fox? Used to be part of the five every day. Yeah. Uh, he started off with O'Reilly, and he would go out. On the street, he was kind of his man on the oh, street. Oh, yeah. I can questions. picture his face. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about? The guy who has his own show. He's yes. got his own yes, show. Yes, yes. Right, he's from Long Island. Yeah. Which is What's his I'm name? From. Do you oh, remember? Nice. I, I can, see, I can see him right now. I, I can see think, him. Yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, anyway, last night I, I saw a little... Wait, Waters? Yeah, that's it, that's it Waters. Yeah. A little snippet of his new show. And you, he was doing a thing which I think is smart and uh, it makes sense instead of saying that he's a conservative he's saying i'm just being common sense here nice i'm just being common sense here right what is it your common sense out there watching me what do you think about it let's just be common sense Mm -hmm. about all of this and i go along with that yeah my dad used to quote uh my dad had a third grade education but he'd quote mark twain and all kinds of people Ooh, I like Mark Twain. And he said he, he said a great statement that Mark Twain came up with. Common sense ain't very common anymore. <laughs> and and it's right. very true. Yeah. It's really true. If you just use common sense, you know, we can get through a lot of this stuff. The people on the left, not common sense. The people on the crazy right, and I know, look, I'm I'm right. I'm right. I'm a I'm a I'm a big time conservative. But there are some people they're into conspiracies and all that, you're wrong and you're crazy about it. Yeah. 
You know, you've believed but, you've you've gotten you've you've let your common sense run away from you. Oh yeah. Just, what was the claim about saying, the laser beams or something? Yeah, <laughs> just well, yeah, you, you know, we make fun about it, about putting on their their uh, their aluminum hats. tinfoil hats and stuff like that. But there's just some things. If you take a moment, just take a moment and think about it, you could say, well, government might be doing it. Well, yeah, they could be, but probably not. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Look, the whole thing. The, here's one that drives me really crazy. Yeah. World Trade Center. When it fell out, okay, right. and it was an inside job. Yeah. It was the federal government that did it. Oh my God! Look, I I've worked around and in Washington for thirty years. Right. There is no way that could be kept secret. I'm just telling you, somebody would have to talk about it, and we know the truth. Uh, I mean, Dave, they they say it so many times in themselves, they just start believing it. Well, it, it falls in that whole Goebbels thing. Yeah. Tell a big enough lie, yeah. long enough. enough, it will become true. Yeah. People will just let it become part of their whole lexicon. It's crazy. It really is. I'm sorry. Well, it's delusional. Then they surround themselves with, with other, other delusional. Yeah. And then they go, oh, I am right. Yeah. They have this reinforcing um, That's called the echo chamber. Yeah. That's what it's called. And then they need yeah, folks like me and you and Bob. Uh, the, 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 a previous, uh, a few back, uh, law school dean here at, at, the local, at, my, at the law school at which I teach, yeah. sent out uh, a memo after Trump was elected bashing the election, bashing Trump. And I hadn't seen it till later today. I was literally in my mother's cancer infusion center when it originally went out. So needless to say, I was a bit preoccupied. Yeah, just a little. Just a little bit. And my colleague, who you know well, Dave, uh, Josh Silverstein. Well, who, i got to have him back on. You do? we got to have him come on Friday. He's slick, isn't he? If he is, we can like get him us. up that early. Indeed, right? <laughs> and, and for the radio audience who may or may not remember him, um, he's a Democrat. Yeah. And we all like him. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's, but he's good logical guy. and rational. Right. He's not a nut. He's wrong. He's but, wrong. you know, <laughs> but, he's a nice but, guy. But there's a difference between being wrong and being a nut bird. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah, ain't yeah, no yeah. nut bird. No. Yeah. Right? Or no, being no. an ugly bird. <laughs> I don't so, I don't like people who right. won't even say anything to somebody because they're That's of right. a different political persuasion. Yeah, you can't I don't, have, you I don't that doesn't compute with no. me. No. You got to engage. Yeah. That's right. So go ahead. about it. So um what was the issue that we were talking You're, well, about? Well, we, we're sitting here just talking about the nutty jobs out there. Right, right. And, and, yeah. Well, and but the beauty of having someone like Josh on yeah. is that we have a legitimate conversation about real competing issues. And he'll give you the Democratic or the, the left of center viewpoint, yeah. but not crazy left of center. I disagree. Right. And he'll be the first to say, and by the way, we also often have to say this. Some of these questions are empirical. In other words, is it better to be giving out handouts to people or helping them get, you know, it's like the old saying about, you know, give a man a fish versus teaching him a fish. Right. And so we can have debates about these things and we can look at evidence and then we can say these are our conclusions. Or we can say, like, there's a there's a, a, a topic out right now. Is it better because you know the crack addicts are out there and they're using crack to give them uh, kits that have crack right. pipes in them? Exactly. And the needle <laughs> exchangers and that yeah. kind of thing. That's exactly right. Do you facilitate the use of dangerous drugs? And so we can debate these issues 
uh, and I think it's useful. I, I often say I want there to be Democrats. And people say, but Rob, you're conservative and you want to get conservatives elected. I said, yes, I didn't say majority Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> I want a small minority of Democrats. Why? To keep me thinking. Oh, this was the point that I was making, and I lost track, as odd as it may See, seem. it comes back. It comes back. So uh, the then dean, his name was Schwartz, writes his just attack on conservatives, this attack on um, uh, Donald Trump. And what happens? He shows it around to his echo chamber yeah. inside the law school. By the way, guess who, guess who the current leadership is? Can you hear the echo? Yeah. Right? So he shows it to his echo chamber, and they say, oh, yeah, looks good. Looks good. Oh, it's great. Oh, you're pretty, too, by the way. Nice suit. Good tie. <laughs> so they tell him all these positive affirmations and backslap him as they always do, you know, as you can hear the kissing, uh, and it ain't, on, it ain't on this cheek. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he does all that. That All that happens. Two weeks later, he's no longer the dean. Okay, you do the math. Oh, he resigned. He resigned yeah. two weeks later. Why? Because it was a train wreck. And you went to Josh Silverstein, the, uh, the um, Democrat, but rational Democrat, say, he told me this. He read that email. He said he dropped his head into his hands. Did he really? And, yes. And he said to himself, 50-50 shot, the dean is out of the position in the next week. No it kidding. took two, though. Well, you can't, you, know, you can't be in that position and say things that, probably goes against let's just say since it's over ualr 45 percent of the people who attend your college right and and basically are calling them no good scoundrels That's or right. whatever right. Or, or what was what was hillary's uh, word uh, yeah. deplorable deplorable, deplorable yeah. here's what the, you know the, the leftists should run all their emails by me not because <laughs> i would agree but they need to hear a criticism. Yeah, well, they'll never. They don't want criticism. No, they don't. They, no, they don't. don't want no, criticism. Don't. All right, a break, and then we'll come back. We got a lot to talk about today. There's a lot of issues out there and topics to talk about. So we're happy about what happened out in California. Let's see if it it continues to stand or in the the on block people get together and override it pi roofing wants you to know they want to give you some good information if you had some hail damage that's not a good thing that's that's bad that means probably gonna have some work done on your roof but they'll tell you you can call them and they'll work it all out for you they'll come out they'll they'll find the problems they'll show it to uh, the respective insurance company that you use, uh, they'll, they'll work out the cost of replacing and fixing your roof, and uh, you'll probably come out paying somewhat some of your deductible, and that should be about it. And they do it, uh, the roof, and they do it in the most highly professional job they can. Don't know if you know this or not. I've talked about it before, but that... Uh, Joel Johnson, the owner of PI Roofing, along with his wife, Veronica, you don't get up on a roof. You don't come out and get a job with him and say, yeah, I've been a roofer for years, blah, 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 and then he puts you on a crew. That doesn't happen that way. He takes you in the back of his shop. He's got a big shop, by the way, and they've got a, they've got a full roof back there, and they put you on that roof, and they say, okay, uh, see that problem right there? We want you to fix that. Put uh, the shingles on, tear it down, put the shingles on. He wants to see how you do it. Do you do it like the PI roofing way? That's what he wants to do. do, do or is he going to have to teach you how to do it a really professional way? When the people come out, 
For PI Roofing, you got the professionals at your disposal. I just had my roof done about five weeks ago, six weeks ago. A next-door neighbor came over and said, what was the name of that the roofing company, Dave, you used? And I said, how long you been listening to my show? <laughs> and she she says a long time. And I says PI Roof. She goes, yeah, I. Knew. She says I knew what it was, and they were out working on her house yesterday. And then she walked away yeah. and said, Dave Elgin, thank you for. <laughs> yeah, or Ellswood. That's Ellswood. the other thing everybody wants to call me here on the Dave okay. Ellswood show. Yeah. Anyway, bottom line, PI Roofing, it's uh, 501-707-3551. That's your phone number. That's com- that's number I call. I don't have, like, the bat phone to PI Roofing. I call same phone number you do, or visit them online, piroofing.com. Okay, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So, you know, I'm firing a flare up today saying congratulations to the state of California the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for at least getting one right. Oh, I came out Especially of my seat. Especially on guns. Yeah, I came out of my seat when I read the opinion. I was yeah, like, keep what? It, you know, keep, keep that in, in mind. All right, let's talk about something local. Uh, a lot of people might not know about this. I mean, Jake Beckett is got a um, is fighting against the state right now. And he's got a lawsuit against the Secretary of State and some other people. I'm, let me see if I can bring it yeah. up real quick here. Well, uh, Chris, why don't you talk in the meantime about what happened with Jake Beckett's ballot? Yeah, so I, first news I learned by God is I saw is his name was misspelled. And what even is na- what, it's a different name. It's not a misspelled name. It's Jack instead of Jake. Yeah, that's not, that's not misspelled. Yeah. Well, obviously someone, you know, when they were typing, it yeah. physically has to be typed in at some point, and, they, and whoever was typing it had Jack in his well, he, head, right? Yeah, here was the killer. Yeah. So somebody made a phone call to the election commission and recorded it. And they were aware of this problem oh, no. back in uh, mid-April. Oh, no. And they was like, well, uh, the guy on the phone was very nice. He says, well, when did you find out about it? Well, it, we got it too late. It was already nothing we can do about it. Well, after he filed suit, uh, now they're doing something about it. And this, Rob and I talk about this all the time. you got to file suit. And, um, you know, an interesting point on that, we can come back to it, but Pulaski County Judge Mackie Pierce ruled against Rob and I on the mask mandate for quorum court members. Um, but same thing happened there. Like by the way, by the way, and Mackie Pierce yeah. in that proceeding referenced our lawsuit to to enforce gun rights for officers of the court in the courthouse, and he said, "You're not going to bring a, a gun into my courthouse." Oh yeah, boy, does that not sound like leftist bias yeah. infiltrating? Oh, Judge Pierce, he right. boy he crinkled up his face and, right. and talked about officers of the court. And then he said, "He said, uh, could you imagine words to the effect of, could you imagine if you wanted to carry a gun into the legislature?'" And Chris says. I do it all the time. Yeah. It's yeah, he's like, can you carry it into legal. The, the assembly? Right. <laughs> I think, well, uh, Your Honor. Uh, all right. So here's what it's all about. Yeah. Right? So Let Jake versus Jack. Senate candidate uh, Jake Baquette has filed a lawsuit against the Secretary of State, the State Board of Elections, and the County Election Commissions for both Craighead and Phillips counties right. regarding the fact that he was misidentified on thousands of Arkansas ballots. And uh, today will be the first public hearing concerning the lawsuit. Uh, let's see. Right. The judge that is hearing it is Judge Amy Dunn Johnson. 
Oh, nice. Chris and I have a case before her, which is a custody case in which she gave us a poor ruling, frankly. But we're going back to her, and I expect to get another poor ruling that I'll appeal. But in any event, and I know her from the legal community, and she's a very friendly person, to be clear. So we've had very nice interactions outside of the yeah, So they're about, two, they're about two hours away from this hearing. Well, it's going to be at 7 o'clock or 9 o'clock uh, at the Pulaski County Circuit Court, 15th nice. Division Courtroom, 401 West I Marshall. thought she only did family law, Chris. They, they well, it must have landed on her desk. No, she's probably got a heavy... Domestic relations, but not docket, 100%. But, right? I see. So, uh, but what's, what's interesting about that is one of the counties has reversed its position, and they were able to correct it. Do you know whether it was Craighead or Phillips? It was Craighead County. Okay, Craighead. And what they reversed. did say, they go, well, every vote for Jack is going to count for Jake. Well, you uh, would hope, right? I, mean, <laughs> I was like, well, at minimum. <laughs> It's still not great because yeah. you, people have name ID and they're like, well, that sounds kind of familiar. And then again, we've got two Beckett's running in elections yeah. in this state. So that makes it that much more well, confusing. You know what's interesting? I, I, I got to give a little kudos to Jake. I'm sure somebody approached him and said, you got to file suit. And he probably thought about it. Wait, do I want to file suit? Will yeah. this hurt me politically? No, we got to file suit. File suit now. Right? And now, now well, as soon get, as it happened, you got to do that. Yeah. You got to get into it. And um, so. I didn't know about the hearing today. I might I might sneak in there. Yeah, 9 o'clock in her awesome. courtroom. Oh, the other thing that's happening today is the new bar uh, passees, the one that everybody passed the bar is going to be admitted today. They're going to oh, be sworn in at the, take the old. Arkansas Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. on. I promise. They should make them watch it. Constitution. Yeah, well, yeah state, exactly. Yeah. State and federal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got to so. do all of that. That's, you know, a lot of people say, what's the big deal about that? Let me just say, when I went into the military and I had to take the oath to go in, Oh, they're, they're, that levity, that kind of just sits on your shoulders. As you say those words, if you think about them a little bit. Dave, you just gave me chills. It's, 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 I remember it. It's really I remember imp- standing up and taking that oath. Yeah, it's impressive. I was like, really oh, wait a minute, what am I doing? Uh-oh. Yeah. I did it now. <laughs> Against all enemies, foreign <laughs> and domestic. All right, we'll be back. we got more to talk about. There's a lot. We're going to talk about Netflix, too, because they're in the tank right now. And is it because they went woke? I think so. We'll talk about it when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. about other things here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. We won't talk about what we were talking about during the break. Uh, by the way, Robert Steinbach is here. A couple of things you got to know about Robert. Number one, he is a law professor at the Bowen School of Law at UALR. And is it still UALR? Actually, it's UA Little Rock. That's okay, just let everybody know. Yeah, okay, I just... 
I I, I got to know yeah, it. Get a little I, nice. I got to cool. know it as UALR, oh, and I just say it's UALR. And and, and I have that. I, I make that mistake as well, and that's fine. Uh, we'll slowly transition, you know. And I think both names will stay around for a while. Okay. So anyway, he's a he's a, a law professor over there, and he's been with me for well over fifteen years because he's the only conservative i know at that law school so it was great to be able to get somebody on when we had all these legal questions during the recounts and all of that kind of crap and get uh, robert on to talk about them and uh, his opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily though the school law or the uh the college that it belongs to and you know i like to, to launch the careers of other people fantastic and i've had the the chance to do that like kim hammer and some other people and i can turn over and i can look and lo and behold there's robert steinbach now and you can hear robert on his own show on sundays at noon right here at 1011 uh, fm the answer steinbach on sunday i like that i like that it's got a nice ring to it a, a nice alliteration. Oh, Steinbach on Sundays. It, it sounds good. You're on 101.1 FM. Yeah, you want to. You, <laughs> you want to listen to it. You want to listen to it. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. got a lot of good information uh, that you can take in, and then uh, he can spend more time talking about different cases that perhaps he can't spend as much time on my show because I control the flow of my show. What? You know, Say I mean, what? <laughs> it does have my name in it, so I, I like to. The Dave Ellswick show. By the way, nine o'clock today. Don't forget, I I asked Ed Monk to come by today. Oh, nice. So you know, uh, uh, Heidi, he'll be he'll be dropping by. We love Ed. Yeah, Ed is great because of his firearm training that he does. Oh man, he trains me. What a lot of people don't know. He was a tank commander yes. in the Army. West Point graduate. Okay. That's a really big gun, by the way. Yes. And, uh, you know, he was he was over there for Gulf War One, And I, I wanted him to come on today because we keep hearing about all the problems the Russians are having with the T-72 yes. over there in Ukraine. And I said, I want you to come on and talk about that versus the Abrams. Yes. And he says, I'd be happy to. They oh. Let me tell you what. Over in the first Gulf War, we kicked... Hussein's butt, and it wasn't because uh, their tank commanders and stuff were absolutely terrible. The T-72 is a trash piece of equipment. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Oh, man. That'd be great to have him on. My understanding, they had a range of about a mile. Mm -hmm. The Abrams have a range of five miles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you can pick them off long before they can even get to you. Well, and they're supported by some Apaches. See, that's the way it was in World War II for a while when the Germans had the Panzers and we only had the Shermans. That's right. Oh. I mean, my dad, who was a a tank commander in World War II with Patton, said that they were sitting ducks a lot of times. No kidding. They said they... Uh, they were known flaming coffins. Oh, that's, you know, I can't imagine the, the Shermans. I mean, they really were one like to, one shell. Boom, boom. Yeah, I'd like to hear Ed Monk's take on these. Uh, what is it? The jet? What are they? What is the fi- the shoulder fired missile? Javelins. They're smoking those Russian tanks. Right? Yeah. Let me tell you. You know why? They're the T seventy two, and I'm sure Ed would talk about yeah. that. Has a very soft spot in the turret. Oh, really? All right. The javelin so do I. goes up. Okay. Nothing on that. 
You sh- I've, got, yeah. I've got a very soft spot. Yeah, it's in your head. <laughs> yeah, you fire off. You fire off that javelin, and it, you, if you watch him, yeah. the, the video of it, you see him kind of go up and then come down on him. Really? It comes down on the turret. Oh, man. That's the, that's the weakest place, and that's why it comes down and then... Boom, yeah, follows. Russia's pissed off about us giving them those weapons. Well, I can understand why. <laughs> I can kind of understand why. i tell you what they're pissed off about. Finland's going to become part of NATO. Oh, I didn't know right, this, then. but that's did you right. know that Finland has an 800-mile border yes. with Russia? I, I didn't know I that. happen to know it, but yeah. because, I, because I've traveled the area. An 800-mile yeah. border, you know? And now they're going to be a NATO member, and right behind them is Sweden. What and do I, Sweden is talking about they <laughs> want to be they want to be part of it too. Well, they 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 decided to hit back. Russia's trying to hit back and cut off the gas supply to some other NATO companies. Yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. country. Yeah, what, what that, that's war, right? Why are you well, doing that? Yeah. Well, it's even better. What? We're what? cutting them off. Yeah. We don't want your gas. Yeah, yeah. keep well, it. They say so. If they say, do you know what a what a barrel of gas on the Amer- well the na- national market international market it's about a hundred and five dollars a barrel. Right. Yeah. You know what Russia's selling theirs for? What twenty two. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> to to those few that are to, willing to, to the buy. people. Yeah, yeah. The little, the little that, countries that support them. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Amazing. So I'm saying there's word coming out. I don't know if you've been work. hearing that leaking from UK from yeah. MI6 and all of them. What do they say? That evidently it looks like Putin might have had enough. He may have had enough death and destruction to last him and he may be pulling back interesting i'll believe it when i see it well me too but he'll pull back but he'll be back right i mean he's like he's like uncle uncle eddie on on all of the uh you know vacation movies Mm -hmm. he will show up again right and bring bad things with him oh yeah it just will happen that he'll be he'll be the one that shows up and he'll be he'll be emptying up the the septic of his of his uh uh, RV into your sewer system, <laughs> just so you know. All right. Anyway, uh, that that's some of the word that's out there right now, and it's UK. It's not the Americans that are talking about it, which I kind of believe MI6 a little bit more than our CIA a lot of times. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some more. We got more things to discuss here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show next. Let's talk. Netflix, shall we? Yes. Shall we talk Netflix? Yes, indeed. Go, go woke, go broke. That, uh, that's the new terminology that is out there uh, in the marketplace. And Disney has proven it now. And now Netflix has proven it as well. And uh, I'll tell you about the memo they sent to their, uh, their workers. Don't forget about David Lucas. David Lucas says uh, silver and gold. You know, if you're looking to buy, if you're looking to get into it because you're looking at it as a hedge against inflation, then uh, fine and dandy. But you got to know how much to buy and how to buy it. It's not like going out and just buying stocks. It's not that easy. There's some things you really got to understand. And as far as uh, silver and gold goes, you can get that understanding from David Lucas Financial right here in North Little Rock. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets. It's not a given. It could. It's a a legitimate item to have. Uh, But always remember, anything that can go up can go down. Just always remember that. Uh, Your IRA, your 401K, any of the hard-earned savings that you put. If you get savings in the bank, it's not worth whatever you put it in as. Uh, Call 501-222-3315. They work with only... uh, 
uh, regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. The one that they work with gives you direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. It's 501-222-3315. Learn about silver and gold through David Lucas Financial. Investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Great stuff. I was just talking about Lenny Bruce. You, you want to know a little history about comedy. You start as far as I'm concerned. Why is this red? Are we on? Yeah, yeah, we're on. Oh. You start. We on. I'm standing yeah. up and we're yeah, on. We start with Lenny Bruce. That's, well, that's correct. You know, yeah, and you were you talking gotta, about. You got to talk about him. You got to talk about Hicks down in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to talk about uh, Carlin. Oh, then you got to move up to more current stuff. Right. And you talk prior. That's right. You talk rock. You talk. Um, oh. Well, you forgot. Um, Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. I mean, yeah. all these guys. I mean, all of them. And look, I understand some of this is not to everybody's taste. Some oh, of the okay. stuff that Murphy did was not to my taste. By the way, Lenny right. Bruce, if you go back and listen to his material, it's very dated, and it's not like it was so avant-garde at the time. Right now, it's not. He but, said but, the f word. Right. And he got arrested for that's it right. in that, New York City. Right. Did he so, really? Yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, the, his exercise of First Amendment in the artistic uh, environment is really remarkable. And people say, well, that's offensive. Uh, to you. That's why that, you don't have to buy did tickets. Did they end up litigating that? Yeah, they did. Because yeah. my, the, well, the, he won. Yeah, because my, my history, my hero is Jake Ehrlich. When I tell you his protege, you'll know who the, you won't know who Jake Ehrlich is, but you'll know his protege's name. It's F. Lee Bailey. Oh, okay. Jake sure. Ehrlich, yeah, was he? He defended a poet that had the F word in it, uh-huh. and one in California. Well, here was the, here's what, uh, of course, Bruce said, and and it has validity, mm-hmm. and that is if you use a word enough, it loses its power. All right. I mean, you listen to comedians today and what they say yeah. and how much they curse and everything right. a lot of times. Yeah, it's all the time. A lot of, a lot of people go, oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't shock them anymore because right. it's been done right. over and over and over and over again. That's right. So anyway, no, I don't want to get into yeah. it because we'll, we'll do a whole hour That's on right. it. I'm well, just saying, we'll just, you wanna, when you brought up Netflix, I had forgotten about how they roasted Dave Chappelle. Oh, my gosh. Dave Chappelle's funny. Oh, very funny. Not, funny. not to the trans community oh, is not. Man. man, they can't stand him. And they are, they, Albeit, I don't think that's a, a, a block, meaning I think there are folks that recognize uh, in that community that... Oh, they right they're, they're crazy. They're good. Well, they, no, but that... But they get, no, 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 no. I mean, they got the cray-cray people want to censor everybody. Right, that's right. All right. Here you go. A new corporate culture memo from Netflix is taking a hard-line stance on attempts to silence artistic expression... By warning those who are offended by the streaming service's content that they may want to go find a job somewhere else. Variety is reporting that the uh, change in Netflix's company culture appears to be in large part, what do you think would drive a company to change their, their, their culture? Money. Thank you. All right. Money. Exactly right. Okay. Why so, don't we ask the Arkansas Economic Development Commission? We'll know, get into that later. It includes a new section called Artistic Expression. People started pushing back uh, that worked for them, saying they need to get rid of Dave Chappelle and, and whatnot. 
and uh, they went out after Dave Chappelle. Now, they went after Dave Chappelle because they consider him transphobic, all right? That, that's the bottom line. They didn't want him to go back and, and take off programs that show 12-year-old little girls twerking and things of that you nature. Remember that? I yeah, remember I do. That. I remember I it very that. clearly. And no, no big pushback from these people for that. No, that's artistic expression. So anyway, uh, the updated Netflix culture memo includes a new section called artistic expression. How about that? Uh, that states that it will not censor specific artists or voices, even if the employees consider the content harmful. Quote, if you find it hard to support our content breath, Netflix may not be the best place for you, the memo states, later adding that employees may be required to work on projects that they, quote, perceive to be harmful, and that if they have a hard time accepting their work assignment, they may want to consider working somewhere else. Entertaining the world is an amazing opportunity and also a challenge because viewers have very different tastes and points of view. So we offer a wide variety of TV shows and movies, some of which can be provocative. Uh, They later add in the memo, we support the artistic expression of the creators we choose to work with and that we let viewers decide what's appropriate for them versus having Netflix censor specific artists or voices. <laughs> now, Beautiful, why 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 is this happening? Have you looked at Netflix's stock lately? It's down like 35%. Yeah. And it's pushed back because and you mentioned it to me Chris during the break. What? You like to sit up and watch Netflix. I Everybody do. else goes to bed, you're yeah. watching and you can't find anything worth watching nope. now on I Netflix. I keep flipping through it and you know what's interesting about that? If there's something I don't like, I can just switch to the next. You go to the next show. Yeah. Just move on. But what they're doing, what so what's hurt them is they've got these employees trying to push some message. And have. Do you don't remember? Yeah. It's just like at Disney. See, Disney yeah. fell into this oh, too. Pushing it some stu- message. Stupid on them. That do you know what they did about that, uh, what they said, don't say gay law, which just has which nothing to do. Yeah, which it wasn't. It didn't have anything to do with that. It was in don't Florida, discuss sex with three-year-olds. And they changed the, the, taxing, <laughs> right. the taxing programs uh, that they had. That cost Disney yeah. $61 billion. Have they, have they completed it yet? I, I want to know what? how it's going. This how whole abortion going? thing they've been yeah. arguing about? Yeah. Disney hasn't said a peep. You know what's interesting about that, Dave? So we go there for entertainment. That's what we're paying you for. That's right. Right? You're I don't care what you believe in. Exactly. Be honest. Yeah. Well, it relates to the point. That's why I really don't want to hear actors giving me their political Exactly. Commentary. You know, the, the whole point of an actor is to be a shell and represent a character. In their, so yeah. if you start... No, wait, no, no, no. That, that's not... That's an actor back in the day. That's now, right. that's now right. if, you're, if, there's a, if you need an Asian... Uh, uh, you know, character. You must hire an Asian actor. Where's the acting? <laughs> well, but it's even get more on, than that. Get right? on it, Dave. But I love it. Well, thing, where's the, where's the it's acting? One thing, if, if you say, well, the appearance of an Asian is distinguishable, so we should have an Asian. I'm not saying they're saying that, but that's one thing. But then their claim is, well, if you have, say, a gay character, they gotta be gay. Gotta be gay. Why you can't? <laughs> someone can't act. That yeah. way? 
That's so. Or hey, well, what happens if you have a character who is Christian, Jewish, or Muslim, and the actor is one of the next categories, or none of the above? Is or that what, permissible? Or what if you're you need a Jewish character? What if you need right. a Christ? Right. All right. Jewish right. character. That's right. And you pick an Arab to play him That's because right. he's a great actor. That's right. And he looks like historically he's, what, what he's Jesus acting. Like. Right. Yeah. You know, what's, right. you know what's interesting about all this is this doesn't take any type of organization. Like when they wanted to uh, oh, no, money boycott. Speaks. Yeah, boycott Chick-fil-A. No, the normal people out here are making choices and they're dropping their Netflix without any call for a boycott. They're just like, you know what? I don't like what you're producing. I'm out. When they when, out. They, when the, the the CEO of Entertainment for Disney came out and said, "Well, we're going to have X amount of transfo- transfo- oh, transsexual man. people in our movies and yeah. stuff," I said, "Enough. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done." Yep. And I called them that day and I I canceled. I canceled my Netflix. Yep. Same thing happened Netflix, with Gillette, my, Gillette uh, Razors. Gillette Razors. And they asked me why. Yeah. And I told them, and you know, the lady was honest on the other end. She What'd goes, "What'd you say?" Our phones are ringing off the hook. No kidding. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, that takes no organization. People, people, it's actually, it's this uh, unintended effect. Like, they want to push this message. People are tired of hearing that. Like, I'm going to quit giving you my money. Yeah. Well, see, I'm wondering. I mean, look, I, I... I'm big Star Wars, and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Star Trek fan too. And I turn on, and I'm, I'm looking, and and uh, Disney's telling about they're going to have a, a a whole series about Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, I'm I'm up for that. Okay, I, I like Obi Wan Kenobi. Me too. How here's the problem though: is Obi Wan Kenobi going to be gay? Oh, is that a no? No, no. I don't know if it is or not. I just door. know that they're, they're Are you woke. kidding me? They're woke and they do this. Oh, stuff that now. would be fun. Oh my god! Maybe, maybe. Have you seen Doctor Strange two yet? No, I'm dying to see it. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to ruin the You're movie. You're going to ruin it, Dave. No, what if I'm not they did that? What if, I just did, want what if you Obi Wan was gay? I just oh. want you to know this. I just want you to be aware of it. At the very beginning, well, you know there's a, there's a, a main character. It talks about. How she ends up on her own and her about her gift that she has. They're still pushing and, the message. Uh, gone. And she's got two mothers. Oh my! Maybe gosh. maybe the new Obi Wan Kenobi show will be Obi Woke Kenobi. <laughs> Is that could, it? it rhymes Obi-Wan? at least. Yeah, Obi Woke Kenobi. <laughs> no. no, no. I gotta laugh. Uh, That's good. That's right. That's and, good. And, and, and didn't he? He wears kind of a robe. Right, there's an Obi Wan. Oh yeah, yeah and he's right. not married, right? Right, right. no, no, but yeah, he looks like a monk. That's well, what he right. looks like. He wears kind of a monk's robe, uh, and I, I'm just wondering if there's any sort of crossover in, in the robe wearing to the the transgender swimmer at the University yeah. of Pennsylvania. Oh, maybe right? maybe he's wearing women underwear. I don't know. Maybe he's on the women's it's swimming team. <laughs> it's possible. Is that possible? Anyway, you know, I'm just Jedi saying they, they, they're working and massaging this stuff in. As soon as I saw Doctor Strange 2, I had to overlook it the rest of the movie. Yeah. There's one character that's wearing a pin. That's a transsexual pin. Really? I mean, and you can see it. I mean, it's it's there. It doesn't go anywhere. It's that, on it's right on the left side of her, of her lapel and it's there. You don't need that. No, you don't. Now, can I talk about the flip side just briefly, which is... We've got to take a break. Okay, we'll do it. We'll talk about it when we come back. That's the flip side. Right now, Bill O'Reilly. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. We're doing a little rock and roll history here. Dude, 
You cannot say you are a rock and roll aficionado and not know who the Moody Blues are. You can even say it's or Electric know. Light Orchestra. I don't know. I gotta get. I gotta. You, you know, I'm telling you, you Heidi, my... Heidi is like, how old are you, Chris? 51. 51. 51. She's 25. She knows who ELO is. I do not know who ELO is. I'm just saying. You need Come to get on. some learning in that pumpkin head. <laughs> Go got... out and get their album, El Dorado, and listen to it. I'll do it. Great, great <laughs> album. <laughs> Fantastic now just download it. Boom. They were so, great. I was kind of a prog rock kind of guy when it was big. Right. right? I was a yes guy. Oh, yeah. I liked them. I am a huge, elect- not electrolyte, but ELP fan, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. Huge fan of this. Now, Keith Emerson's dead. Greg Lake's dead. Is. Palmer ELP? is the only yeah, one that's so, still alive. You would know them. You know, it's orchestral you know, as well. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. Keith Emerson be up there playing the Moog synthesizer. And he would levitate up on the side of the stage, and he would flip over, <laughs> over and over and over. And then they start shooting flames out of him. It was great, great show, <laughs> great show. They were good. I have that same experience when I eat too much Mexican. Food. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe it's different. You remember the album they did that I really liked, Tarkus, which I liked, and I like Brain Salad Surgery as well. But Tarkus is an anti-war album, so you got to look at what does it say backwards. It says suck rat. All right. So I'm writing this down, Dave. I'm going to go educate myself. ELP. ELO. ELO. ELP. ELP. Right. Okay. And then, of course. Uh, Moody Blues. Moody Blues. Oh, my gosh. That you don't know. Nice Moody Blues are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, dude. God, I'm missing ELP isn't an ELO. They're not yet. I think that they still will make it, and they should make it. They started off, first time I saw ELO, the big hit that they did. They did uh, Roll Over Beethoven in their version of it. And they had the celloists and everything playing with them, and it was great. Now Just i got something fantastic. to do all weekend. There you go. Hook me up, Dave. Yeah, like Aren't you running for office? <laughs> yeah. Well, He needs something to do all listen, weekend. Listen to Aren't it. you running for office? Well, in between knocking on doors yeah, and that's what you're doing. Right. kissing babies. All right, so let's go back. Well, what we were speaking about Netflix. Right. Netflix we is you suffering. Say, let, me Netflix give, is let, suffering. let me give the other side of that essentially yeah, yeah. Right. and so what what we all of us object to is when you're seeing a scene in a movie and they bring in unrelated to the topic of the scene uh, someone's wearing a, a pin to push some leftist political agenda not of the movie <clears throat> but of the uh, the studio or they they bring out facts of a character that have nothing to do with the storyline and so that's obviously done to pursue a political agenda a, a somewhat transparent attempt at <clears throat> indoctrination through the media. Yeah, and Rom, they're pushing a belief on you. That's right. But here's the flip side, and this is where I caution conservatives, which is if someone writes a story about, say, a gay couple, by the way, folks, gay couples exist, Yeah. right? And if someone writes a, a book or a movie about a gay couple and you see a gay couple, therefore, in that form of media, you can't object to it. You can say, I don't want to watch it, if you don't want to watch it. But that's a story about two individuals, and that's not indoctrination per mm-hmm. se. That's a story in which that element is critical to the story. By the way, they write all sorts of stories about all sorts of different people. Yeah, but they're, they're trying to push something on you that they're trying to push this belief on you. You need to believe what I believe. Well, that's, and that's the and first And if category. you don't. I'm mad at you. Yeah, that's the first category. And because I'm mad, I'm right. 
Yeah. Well, the, 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 to the left, of course, you recognize there is no right or wrong. There is what, what I believe, I, this is the left speaking, and that's the equivalent of right, irrespective of debate. Yeah, yeah. I had a conversation recently in which I pointed out that uh, some people were essentially saying, well, we're right because we followed procedure. I said, if you made a procedure that black people got to sit in the back of the room, would you be right because you followed the procedure? It's a great distinction. Right? There's something yeah. wrong with the substance there. Yeah. So this is the kind of nonsense that we hear every day from the left, every single day. And it's dangerous. That's why, of course— Rob, we, it is dangerous. Yeah. We'll, end up, we'll end up being some socialist country, and there won't be any food to eat. Well, right? That's right. Look at every socialist country. You <laughs> see, what do they tell you? Well, we're going to— be more efficient because you see the government is going to control the distribution of the food and it is more efficient. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Why? Because when you're distributing nothing, it don't take much time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, the people are the people are making a choice with their pocketbook and this is unorganized. This is like just they just, they woke up and said, hey, I'm done with Netflix. Did you see the, the market, the stock market this past week? I think it, it fell to like a one or two year Low. Yeah. This is all happening under the Biden administration. Oh, his policies are crushing us. Yeah, they're crushing us. Well, so, I've we've heard got from, elections. I've heard from retail analysis. They're looking at what do we need to do and stay in business in the next quarter, looking at inflation of 8-10%. And we in Arkansas pay higher taxes than everyone in the region. Yeah, well, we have a $1.3 billion surplus. surplus. Right, someone said, because I happen? said aptly that I want to cut uh, personal income taxes. Now, yeah. I have not said, by the way, that I want to immediately eliminate them because I don't personally believe that we can do that immediately and we can debate that. So I said I want to cut them. And someone said, well, how are you going to make up for that loss in revenue to the state? I said, who said I need to make up for it? That's funny. Is that, right? what, what do you do when you don't have enough money to buy some right? bread? I spend you don't, less. <laughs> you don't I spend, spend it. Less. I'm done or spending. you cut somewhere else. Right. right. That's Guess right. what? If if it starts getting tough, and I've done this in the past. If it starts getting tough, I cut back on my uh, my television stuff that right, I the cable bill. That yeah, kind of thing. I cut That's back 100%. on big time. I've cut. At one time, I spent nearly five hundred dollars a month. Oh yeah, on that wow. stuff. When they bundle it, they now, bundle it. Now they make I spend mm-hmm. way less than two hundred dollars. Right. Yeah, just right. because last year. It was a tough year in sure. the yeah. broadcasting industry. Yeah. Pay went down, things of that nature. Right. So I had to make uh, concessions in my own yeah. lifestyle. And you know what's great about this, David? The capitalism, you got more choices out there. Yeah. You could pick one streaming movie, dump your cable bill, right. just get internet, bam. Yeah. What, what do they call that? It's when called you, competition, baby. No, but they, when you when you... When you watch on apps and you don't have a regular television, I call it like smorgasbord. Or cut right, the wire, cut, cut the wire, the wire. cut the wire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because let's let's face it, Directv is not cheap. No, none of them. Are. No, the only not. reason I keep Directv is because I don't have to have six dozen apps to be that's, able to, to watch the sports that I want to watch. That's the downside of so-called you know what, that's the, the deal. Something's going to break on the sports deal. It's got to. Yeah, because that, so, that's there's, the last place that it, I think there's a real problem. Yeah, they're manipulating all that. You want to watch basketball, you got to go here. You want to watch baseball, you want to watch NFL. It, that's interesting you say that. Yeah, I mean, My buddies are look, and everybody's getting their own 
their own networks. Yeah. I mean, look. So, I have a, no, I'm just you know, saying. SEC has theirs. ACC has theirs. Big Ten has yes. theirs. Yes. And then, yes. you know, if you want them, you can get like to direct TV and it's part of your package. Right. Or you can go out and pay, I don't know, $10, $10 a month to be able to get that, that content. Well, yeah, after $10 a month on five or six different streaming services. Because, yeah, yeah you, you know, you can spend so much on apps that you, you easily get up sure. to what you were spending on well, DirecTV. You have to yep. do the math because bundling, if you want all the services, usually is cheaper, but that's the issue. Some people are like, I don't want to pay for all of these other things I'm not using. This is what I did. I kept my DirecTV, all right? Yep. Because I had HBO anyway. Right. Now I get HBO Max because right. I got HBO. Right. I'm holding on to HBO Max, and this tells you how much I'm into watching, you know, you know things that are episodic and yeah, stuff right you got the new book that martin wrote about uh, uh game of thrones about the targaryen family you know that's uh, you know, and blood that's blood like, and dra- dragons is it on yet it starts in august oh, okay so i've kept it because i i i can pay for hbo max but it's included right now, there's you a know? new series of bosch uh, that I know it's an IMB. Right. So now, do I have to buy? IMDb? No, I think IMB. This is IMDb. so. Yeah, DB is so interesting. Is that it's a you? It's free, but it's got commercials. Commercials. Trust well, how they're making the money. Now that's I why saw, I left commercial television. But I, I don't s- want to watch the commercials. I watched the first episode, which said free with commercials. I'm not sure all the episodes are that way. Oh, really? We'll, I'll, we'll find out. Maybe you got to pay for it. I mean, Halo is that way. I watched the first one of Halo, the game. Oh, yes. I watched it because I have it on It's some. pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. But you got to pay for it to be able to watch it. I thought we were talking politics. <laughs> this is politics. <laughs> this. We divert. This, this, this now is real reality. Oh, my God. This is what people are having. But the politics having. affect this. People, you know it? People have got to make yep. up their minds. Mm. And let me tell you what. When your money gets worth less. That's right. You're going to be it able matters. to buy less. It matters. Just the way it is. Whatever you have in your savings right now, a year ago, yeah. is worth about 10% well, less than it was People last hear that year. they don't fully understand it. What it means is you can't buy as much milk, eggs, bread. No, absolutely not. Because all that stuff is doubling in price. And you've got to understand what is the difference between inflation and supply and demand. There you go. That's right. Inflation well, is how much big, how big of a of a of, of a pile of money do you have over here? That there's so much money that's in the market right now that the money that's in the big pile isn't as worth as much. Let's talk briefly about that because I think it's an important topic, yeah. and, and folks need to. That's what I talked about yesterday for a full hour. Good for you. It's important. So here's in, inflation means how quickly prices are rising and the primary factor why prices rise is because more people want the stuff that's correct than is available well then the supply and demand right and the seller correctly says if i'm selling tomatoes and i was charging a buck a tomato and i've got a line out the door well let me charge two bucks a tomato and what happens (laughs) when you charge two bucks a tomato few people drop off the line because i'm not going to pay two bucks for a tomato now they still clear out, and you still got a line. So you know what you say? Let's let's try three dollars a tomato. And by the way, the the person who's raising the prices, they're not evil. 
They're not bad. They're not because exploited. guess what? There's a there's a CPI, Consumer Price Index. Right. There's also the PPI, which is the producer price. Yeah, the PPI is the, the, the producer the price index. <laughs> and how much is it costing a producer That's right. to make the product that they're selling you? Exactly. They right. got to recoup that That's right. price. That's but by right. the way, sometimes they are using old stock, we'll call it. Right. And so they make a big gain. And you know why? That's because how, they can. That's how, yeah. that's how they well, do I mean, gas. What you're talking about is it's costing the farmers more money for Much gas. More. Yep. Right? More, more money, money a lot fertilizer. more money right. for fertilizer. That's yes. Right. So like this outrageous. is the vicious cycle of inflation. And the consequence is you got $100 in the bank. People say, I don't understand. People tell me my money's worth less. It was $100 yesterday. It's $100 today. Right. But you can only buy three tomatoes today. And you could have bought four to- yesterday. That's, yeah. right. that's, that's what it. inflation sounds is. Like, sounds like Nixon. When he took his off to gold standard and he stood on national television, he said, your dollar, you'll be worth a dollar tomorrow. Right. Next week. That's right. Next month. And for the rest of. Yeah. And it'll just well, buy much, much lie, less. A lion SOS. I'm just yes. telling you. That's remember, what it was. A dollar is only worth what credit it has in the marketplace. It's just a piece of paper after all. Yeah. You think money is. Whatever people are willing to say, that's right. It is worth. So it used to be you could get three tomatoes. That's where crypto. Two. That's where cryptocurrency. Well, I knew you were going to that. I knew you were going to hit that. Break. That's right. Yeah, we got a break. Go. We're going to take a break. We got to get it in there. <laughs> Heidi's waving at me. So let's take a break. Let's find out what happened with the Travs. I'm Stephen Davis, and this is your Travs Report for Friday. What a thriller last night in San Antonio. Ten innings between the Travs and Missions for the second night in a row, and a third straight game to open this series decided by just one run. This one does not go the Travs' way, though, as they fall in ten to the Missions. Two to one. It was an old-fashioned pitcher's duel most of the night. The two starters duking it out. Matt Waldron for San Antonio went six shutout with six Ks, allowed only a couple hits. Connor Jones for the Travs went seven shutout, six strikeouts. He gave up just two hits. Nobody could get anything going against the starters. Finally, the offense has started to come to life against the bullpen. San Antonio scored in the bottom of the eighth to get the lead, put the Travs backs against the wall, but Arkansas tied it in the ninth. Jack Larson with a clutch two-out hit to get it tied. Travs got it to extra innings, could not score in the top of the tenth, couldn't take advantage of the automatic runner, couldn't get a bunt down, ended up leaving the bases loaded in the top of the tenth, and then San Antonio wins it in the bottom of the tenth. An errant pickoff throw on the automatic runner at second and a wild pitch bringing the winning run in. Tough, tough way to lose a game last night for the Travs in the 10th inning, 2-1. to one. Same two teams tonight. Game four of the series. Expect another good one. Left-hander Peyton Alford starts for Arkansas. Right-hander Reggie Lawson for San Antonio. 7.05 first pitch over on 93.3 The Fish. I'm Stephen Davis. This is your Travs Report. All right. We are back here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Don't forget about 9 o'clock. I'll be back. All right. I'll leave at 8. We'll do a show about your money. Then I'll come back, and Ed Monk will be with me. I want to hear about the we're tanks. Gonna, we're going to talk about tanks. My favorite movie is Fury, by hour. the way, Fury. Then I'm going to talk about, uh, for a half hour, talk about the new movies coming out. I always do this because what do people do on the weekend? I mean, a lot of people go see the movies. They, you go to the movie, take your take your significant other I love the movies. I'm glad, I'm glad AMC is back. You go out there and go check it out. Out in Conway? Yeah, well, yeah. You, I mean, you got it's just a different experience in the theater. I agree. Like, if I, I, agree. I watch a movie at the home, at my home, guess what? 
Somebody comes in the living room, the door rings, the doorbell. I mean, you just can't relax and go watch a movie and without being t- in the whatever theater. Whatever your TV is, is about one one-hundredth the size of that yeah. screen. <laughs> and uh, I've tried my best. I cannot make movie popcorn. I get close. Oh, yours is good. I get close. He literally has one of those... Uh, Love do, the you movie co- do you use coconut oil? We, we've tried it all different ways. By the way, not when I'm there, because I don't let him, but he's got a movie theater popcorn yeah. popper with that centerpiece. So it turns in right, the It turns yeah. the whole thing, yeah. and it is brilliant. Yeah, I, I put the I put the butter on it when Rob's not watching. Well, that's right, he about, really does. About, what three fifty? That's right. Yeah, about three fifty bucks. Yeah, and I ordered it the, online. You got the little thing on the top. You put yes. the butter inside of it, and it melts. Yes, and it it's from fun. a movie supply house. Literally, it's a, it's the best thing ever. I got I I want to get one. I have always said it has to do with the popcorn. It does. And you want to know, Matt? Uh, Matt Smith will agree with that, but he yeah. won't tell me who it is he oh buys from. Well, it's, it matters. It and I've does. tried different brands. It, it, that's why you got those big kernels. That's right. And you know, you know can, what? Can you, we talk about? Yeah, I'm going to tell you one more. <laughs> Matt Smith you, comes on your show, takes up <laughs> my know. time, takes up my <laughs> time, and what are you doing during my time? You're talking his topic. Okay, well, here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. He tells the first thing you learn when you go work for Matt Smith yeah. is. You always are popping the popcorn. Well, because it creates the environment. Because you well, walk in, and that's, that's the first thing. I could have just oh, gone nice. out and had a big meal. That's right. And I'm full up to my Adam's <laughs> apple. I know. And I smell that popcorn, I and one. I've got to have it. And, and before we turn in the, the remaining 18 seconds to actual politics, <laughs> I will say this. You know, what I learned uh, relatively recently, I mean, it's many, many years at this point, but still, that most movie theaters don't make any money on tickets. the tickets. They make it on concessions. Money, right. All that money goes to the studio. They, yeah. The studio just allows those places to show the movie. So when you pay eight bucks for the popcorn, that's how that place is making Stays the money. And I, I was unsympathetic initially. When I was like, eight bucks for popcorn. I was like, oh, that's the only money you're making? So I've become more sympathetic to that right. notion. With that said, you had a story I want you to hit on. Yeah, we well, it, was, it wasn't mine. Kim Hammer uh, from the Kim Hammer Show and State Senator, of course. Another show, by the way, that you hear here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. The Answer! Just <laughs> like you hear Mr. Steinbach's on Sunday at noon Yes, called Steinbach at Noon. Are you happy? Steinbach I got, on I, uh, Sunday. Sunday. I got that on. I got you in twice today. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Good job. Uh, uh, and so the story is that the, the U of A, I presume that means Fayetteville, is abandoning entrance exams. And this is that trend, that leftist woke trend. It's happening all across the country. This story happened to be about U of A, but there's nothing unique about them in this regard. Uh, and across this country, schools are abandoning entrance ex- exams, yeah. notwithstanding. I'll tell you why. Yeah, go ahead, please you tell us. Know yes. it it's, it's not for politics or anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's about money. Mm-hmm. They want everybody to feel like they have to come to college. You must come to college or... You'll not be able to get a good job. I'll push back a little bit. Yeah. It's not. But, it's, it, it, but they take that money, all right? They want to take they the money. They want you to borrow all that money to go is. to school because they've got to fill those seats and those big auditoriums for those classes, well, and that's how they do well, it. Well, right. they has but, a record freshman class this year. Right, but, but that's the point, exactly. Yeah, and how many of those freshmen no, no, really should be in college? But Ooh. that's the point, is they want, and they want to fill that class with their woke agenda. That's so true. If they, they could fill their classes... They could fill their classes, but they want to fill it with a woke agenda, and that's what this does. Yeah, it, and it makes them money. 
if they can make you think being a plumber ain't worth it, which it is, then that's what they're going to try to convince you to do. Go and get yourself up. Get yourself a BA in basket reaving or something. You won't make much, but you know you'll have a degree. I'm out of time. Rob will be back with you on Sunday. You won't want to miss that. That'll be Steinberg on Sundays. He'll, you know, you you want to be there, and I, I understand that Chris is going to be there as well. That's right. I'll be back at nine o'clock, and I'll have uh, Ed Monk with me from Last Resort Firearms, and we're going to talk about tanks. He was tanking. I want to hear Ed about Monk the tanks. Ed Monk is going to be on Steinbuck on Sundays at noon as well. Oh, nice. very cool. And bottom line, bottom line, and I just got about 30 seconds here, is don't forget that Matt Smith is coming up at uh, 9.35. After we talked about talk, all of his topics. We're going to talk about more <laughs> movies here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's Friday. Tonight's movie night. It is? Isn't it, Heidi? It's movie night tonight. All right. It's going to be hot today, but not as hot as it was yesterday. Yesterday, it was frying. It felt like 108 in Cabot yesterday. All right. See you at 9. Enjoy. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, good to have you along here on the on the show. If I sound a little bit hesitant at times, it's because they're working on the radio station, and things start sounding different at times. And right now, my headphones sound different than I'm. They sound higher in in tonality than they did before. So I'll have to get used to that, but that won't be all all that hard. Ed Monk is here with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's good to have him here. I wanted to have him. I've talked to him weeks ago about this, about what I wanted to talk about. He says, yeah, I'd like to talk about that. That sounds like that'd be interesting to talk about that. we got a half hour, a half hour, and I want to talk to him about the uh, Abrams tank that the United States uses and the T-72 Soviet tank that has been showing itself to be really showing its age and showing its uh, ability to be stopped in the field fairly easily in Ukraine. They're getting their butt kicked over there by that. But that shouldn't be any big surprise because, now, Ed, you're a West Point graduate, correct? Yeah, paroled in 87. Okay. You were a tank commander, correct? I was... uh armor officer so not only was i the commander of a tank but i was the commander of groups of tanks platoons okay. companies how many what's the biggest group of tanks you've ever been in in, in charge of a company which is 14 okay that's a lot of tanks yeah. that's a lot of firepower yep you know okay so let me just ask this question is the a1 is it still the a1 abrams or is it moved on now i mean it I'm it's sure still they, the m1 series okay uh, but there's this stra- what we call the straight m1 the original then uh i never served on that because when i went to the m1 series i went to the m1a1 which was the next significant upgrade 
and since they've gone to the M1A2, and then there's a whole bunch of jargon behind it. The M1A2 SEP special equipment package, you know, SEP two, SEP three. It's like buying a car anymore, you yeah, know, yeah. sports edition and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I've lost track of what all of the different upgrades on them are, but it's still basically the same tank. All right, and it is an animal, is it not? Oh, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah, people don't understand how really technologically we how advanced it was i remember they were working on it uh and it it just came out in the last couple of years that i was in the military and what i was always amazed about is how fast it could go yeah was it 60 miles an hour well see i got in in 1987 on the the last m60 series tank which was really just uh evolutionary uh upgrade from the world war one or world war ii tank now they were better but it was still the basic piston engine rolled steel uh, but the m1 was a revolutionary change so they went in, from a piston diesel engine to a jet turbine engine so when you start that thing up it, it doesn't sound like a piston engine like a truck it sounds like a jet starting up <laughs> um, they're governed at about 45 miles an hour the 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 engine is capable of pushing that thing past 100 miles an hour but the track can't wow. hold that can't that's why it's governed it. okay the track would fly apart the the tank driving that thing at 40 miles an hour you're not even using a quarter of the engine's ability but no it can not only can it go that fast which is pretty fast for a tank but if if the terrain is relatively smooth it can shoot accurately and hit on the move that's what i'm that's the other thing i was just going to bring it up to you i've seen a lot of the the footage that they used uh, when they were testing it and showing what it could do and it's like kicking butt going down the road or whatever and the turret all of a sudden swings to, to where it's perpendicular to the tank itself and they're firing yep so to give you an example again i came in on the last of the old m60 um and so tank table eight that's where a crew qualifies uh and it's 10 engagements five day five night and so with the old m60 tank uh you never shot a moving target on the move okay uh there was one engagement where you had a stationary tank and a moving tank that you had to shoot you would shoot the stationary tank while on the move going as slow as you could go because the faster you went on the old m60 tank the harder it was to hit and then you would stop to shoot the moving tank and as we were getting ready ready to transition to the m1 which most of the units in the army had at that time i remember hearing oh yeah you'll shoot two moving tanks while on the move with the m1 and i remember thinking that's impossible and it would have been with the m60 but that's that that was my experience now was was part of that because of uh the dynamics of the tank or the you know the 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 software package that they packed into the tank Uh, much smoother ride but then the stabilization system on the tank even though the tank's vibrating the sights are smooth and steady and the computer takes into account your movement the movement of your turret and if the target you are shooting at is moving its movement as well it's it's magic (laughs) how loud just for the average listener how loud is it inside of a tank it's not that loud if you're in the turret for your tank going off Uh, now if you're in there there's in your running there's this always this kind of high-pitched uh 
whining going on. That's the hydraulics and the engine running. But when if you're in your tank, and we wear helmets with ear protection, when your main gun goes off, if you're inside your tank, it's just kind of a muffled big boom. It doesn't hurt at all. But if the tank next to you goes off, uh, it hurts. Okay, or you if you're actually, standing near another tank when it goes off, yeah, it, it not only is it loud, but it hurts. The concussion hurts your head. That's what I was going to say. You could feel the concussion from the other Yeah, so tank. One of the, the first thing you do in live fire tank gunnery is like a tank company. You go out there and you line up 14 online, you know, very close to each other. Uh-huh. And you just shoot one of each kind of ammunition to make sure your system works before you go on. And that, that, I always hated that, sitting there waiting wow. as the tanks to your left and right fired because it's just – it's. It, it, the concussion crushes your head. Yeah, that's wild. But all if right. you're in your own tank and it goes off, it's not bad at all. All right. Going to get a break, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk. This is going to go fast, all right? This half hour is going to go really fast. But I'm going to keep Ed here because he likes to talk about movies, too. And uh, he can be here with Matt Smith when he's on as well. But we're going to come back. But I'm going to talk more about the T-72 when we come back, the Soviet tank, because it's not the great tank that everybody said it was even 30 years ago it's been around for a long long time so let's take a break and we'll come back heidi it's all yours for a few a few seconds go ahead all right back with you dave ellswick show good to have you along for the ride if you just joined us a little bit different feel to the show right now you 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 hear so much about how tough the soviet military is i mean seriously and during the Cold War, I, I can tell you all the commander's calls that we had in the Air Force about uh, their weaponry and what it could do and what it couldn't do. And we were usually a, at least a half step or a full couple of steps in front of them. But uh, when it comes to armor and with the Army, I have to say that I believe that the American Army is uh, in really good shape uh, against, like, the T-72. That is their main battle tank and putin got upset about the javelins that we started sending with the with the additional package uh, and the package being that it hits the top of the tank which is where the armor is the thinnest and it is a real tank killer is it not Yes, and it's much better than what we had. Uh, the Dragon was the similar uh, that the Javelin replaced. It's got a, it's much better. It's got a longer range, uh, 2,500 meters. It can top attack and hit the, the lighter uh, steel. It doesn't give a signature that the old Dragon used to, which made you vulnerable when you shot it. Now you have this big puff cloud that oh, everybody so they knows can't find you where it came from. And the Dragon, like the toe, was wire-guided. So after you fired it, you had to sit there and track it. Track your target and guide the missile to it. Okay. Uh, the javelin's fire and forget. You lock on with IR. You hit fire. Uh, it doesn't have such a big signature. And then as soon as you fire it, you can hide, run. Go move. somewhere else. Yeah. And, and load your next one. That makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense yep. you want to hide. You don't want the other guy to be able to shoot back at you. Yep. Now, we were talking about earlier today. <clears throat> and Chris, I believe, said that he had heard that the T-72 had about a mile range with their with their gun is that right i'm gonna guess two to three thousand meters but okay. again with all their upgrades okay, i'm not so sure talking yeah. european talk <laughs> talk talk american I, right? I, that's the way we that's the way we've i know always i understand done it. so somebody's gonna have to convert that okay but i heard that the the abrams is like four times longer than that is that true 
right now it's probably between uh, four and five kilometers. When I was in, it was three. But what we found out in Desert Storm was the ammo in the gun was more accurate than they had thought. So we only had a 10 power, 10 or 12 power magnification. And one of the upgrades when it went to the A2 is they have a much higher magnification. So to take advantage of the accuracy of the round. Yeah, think about that. You're in, let's just say you're on the other side. We won't say what the side is. You're on the other side. Your gun is, let's say, two and a half kilometers it can reach out. The other side, four kilometers. That means they can totally destroy you before you even get into range to to, to be able to fire. And not just the the technical capability of the tank, but you have the the crew uh, to be able to bore sight it and use that capability. That ha- that plays a big piece in it. They don't train nearly as much as we do. As and they don't do a lot of live ammunition training, do they? Uh, not not nearly as much as we do uh, because of the cost and the wear on their gun tubes. Uh, well. Goes to show, capitalism wins. Yeah, and the more, you know, <laughs> you talk about how amazing these tanks are as they get just so complicated. That means it requires more uh, repetitive training to master it. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's very technical and has great capabilities. But if you don't train a lot with it, you can't use those capabilities. It is, was it the addition of the javelin for the Ukrainians fighting against the Russians? Was, was that the big... Uh, the big missile that they needed to be able to offset this armor that uh, that the Russians had? Because they had a lot of armor. Yeah. The, the Russians are artillery and armor-centric, their military is. And so it's 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 not that they're the absolute best in the world, but they just, by sheer numbers they can overwhelm you if they want to. I mean, the, when I was in, uh, when I got into Germany in 87, you know, the wall was still up, so it was still the Cold War, and just right. their sheer number of tanks and artillery – was 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 massive of what we would have faced if we would have fought but yeah that javelin it's, it's man portable and with the terrain the, with some wooded terrain and hills they can hide and ambush and so that that's another thing that goes beyond the capability of the tank is how they're employed uh, you can't send tanks into wooded areas into cities by themselves because they're extremely vulnerable okay so here you've been you've been out for several years now but still even during the time you were in they were saying that the tank was sooner or later going to be phased out because that's just not the way war was going to be fought anymore on these level, big battlefields with all kinds of armor firing back and forth at each other. And look where we're at today. Yeah, but even before I got commissioned, they were saying uh, armor is over. That's that's the past. Uh, armor is going to be a dead thing. No more tanks. And they've, they've been saying that ever since. And then something happens to bring it back yeah up. when they start fighting again they always they go back to the way they always fought yep it's just really in, have you found that interesting watching what the soviets have been doing in ukraine i <clears throat> yeah uh, i'm surprised they didn't plan it better and and, and ha- make a more massive push to make you know a quick immediate victory and just when you're when you're fighting people on their home, ter- home turf and they don't want to give up they can get pretty scrappy yeah they've so, been they've been that yep and, you know, the countries that are helping them, us in- included, uh, we don't want to get into a shooting war with the Soviets, but we can match them and give them a whole lot of uh, weaponry on the Ukraine side to do what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, tankers, if they know what they're doing, they, they want to go up against other tanks. That's what, you know, tanks want to fight other tanks. Right, right. Tanks do not want to fight infantry in terrain that's advantageous 
to, to the infantry, which is wooded terrain and cities. That's where we don't want to go there. That's You send the infantry in to, to de-infantry that terrain before tanks come in. If you send tanks down roads... Uh, it makes them vulnerable. Extre- yeah, with wooded patches here and there, that just gives a great chance for ambushes, and that's what we're seeing. I know they were talking about, it was interesting, they said, they only got this many weeks because... Now the ground's going to thaw, and the tanks would start bogging down in the fields and stuff. I didn't think tanks would still bog down, but they will. Huh? Oh, heck yes. Oh, heck yes. Yeah, and and that, that's, if you can't move, you're in trouble. Yeah, I, I remember um, back before the wall came down in Germany, they had a big, huge annual or semi-annual uh, maneuver thing called Reforger, where they brought I divisions reported over from, on Reforger yeah. so many times. I mean, people can't imagine massive divisions of tanks. It's very cool. driving across Germany, tearing up the countryside. They loved it because they got millions of dollars from us. And there was a smaller that. exercise that only did European units. We didn't bring any over, called Caravan Guard, as I recall. And I remember one year they had to downgrade it to wheeled vehicles because it it was unusually warm. The ground hadn't frozen. I don't know. The tanks, and now their tanks aren't as heavy as our tanks, but still, if it's muddy, 40 tons will bog down. 40 tons. Yeah, ours are, and ours are closer to 80 tons. See, and that's light. Yeah. And that's amazing yep. when you think about it. What What was it like for you, Ed, when you first came into the military and they said, this is your tank? Do you remember getting in it the first time? Well, I mean, first you got in it as a trainee, as a, well, as a young lieutenant. That. But no, it's I mean, there's everything's new to you you know to the sergeant that's training you he's an expert on it but to you every button every switch is new it's it's you know it's dangerous so you're a little bit skittish about it because <laughs> if your hands or foot or body's in the wrong place when you start moving things around so it's 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 a huge learning curve but no it's it's pretty uh pretty awesome the power that that thing has the, the concussion you said from the the tanks surrounding you was a, was enormous but inside the concussion wasn't that bad. No, it's a muffled. It, it's did it push the concussion? Well, the concussion's going out, so that would kind of make sense. Yeah, and you're not out where the the thing coming out of the end of the muzzle, the flash Correct. and the concussion coming out of the end of the muzzle, because you're protected because you're inside. But again, if the tank next to you fire, it hurts. And by the way, those really nice padded seats make for a smooth <laughs> ride, doesn't it? Well, the the driver in the M1, the yeah. driver is actually reclining back, uh, so he's kind of comfortable. But okay. everyone else uh, is cramped up. Yeah, cramped up, and yep. typically, I don't know if it's this way in tanks. It's this way in planes. Is it's just a metal seat? Is that what it basically was? No, we had we had you know one inch. Oh, cushions. did you really? You yeah, had the foam rubber yeah but like the tank commander is not sitting a lot. He's usually standing with his head or some portion up. The loader is usually not sitting. The gunner is usually sitting in a little stool type thing, but the, the driver is usually fairly comfortable because it's they call it the lazy boy. He's actually <laughs> leaned back, uh, almost laying on his back driving from down there. Were you surprised that the Soviet military was not as potent as everybody thought they were? Yes. Well, I knew they weren't as potent as I can remember at Desert Storm. I can remember vividly all the quote-unquote experts coming on before – the, the land battle saying we were going to get our clocks clean because the soviet tanks that the iraqis used were so superior to ours yeah, and the, i remember the, all I, that know, we were going to pay the price and of course that wasn't true but i would have thought they would have used more of their modern you know they've got t90s they've got better stuff than they're putting in there uh, i would have thought they'd have done the analysis to put better stuff more quickly and more concentrated in there to do a really quick victory 
those quick victories are good for you, but that also kind of sends a message to other people that you you don't want this. So, so what do you think Putin is saying about Finland right now? Finland, Finland has said that they're going to join NATO for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I can't predict Putin. Um, He's got a. Uh, that's an eight hundred mile border with a neighboring country. That's going to be a part of. Now, well, be it NATO is a defensive group. They're not offensive group unless you attack them, and then they'll be in your back door in a heartbeat. And that if wild card, if that happened, that would be interesting to see what NATO would do with how well they would follow up on that promise. Yep. Or would they say, well, it's just this country? Everybody's been watching. Yeah, well, yep. it's just the Ukraine. Yep. Well, we've, you know, I, I got to give, give the world credit that they've given Zelensky a whole lot of stuff to fight with. But sooner or later, they got to make up their minds how much of their of their national treasure they want to spend protecting that country. Yep, that's where it gets interesting. Yep. All right, stick around. We're gonna we're gonna talk about movies, but I'll I'll ask you more tank questions too because I got questions. You know, I always got questions. Bring it I on. drive him nuts at at sometimes during the times we have we're, we're having lunch because I'll. I'm sure he thinks, are you that stupid that you can't figure that out for yourself? No, we actually do a presentation, a two-hour presentation. We're going to the history of tanks and the development and the capabilities and the crew. Maybe the we should set that up and let people come to it. Sure, sure. That would be fun. I actually have my you last. video and stuff? Yeah, of inside the tank, of gunnery. I have the video of my last tank table eight in Germany as a lieutenant. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I, 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 you play Call of Duty on video games? I don't play any video games. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. I just said that this is irritating. All right, we got to take a break. We got 30 seconds here before we get to the news. Then when we come back, Matt Smith will join us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm going to find out what he thought about Firestorm uh, Starter. I gave it a C plus. You know, you could you can spend your money on other movies, uh, and uh, you can spend your money on it, and you'll be entertained. But it's not the best movie that's out there. By far. So stick around. Ed Monk is going to hang in here with me as well as we continue the Dave Ellswick show on 101.1 FM. Back with you. Let's talk about movies. We got Matt Smith on the uh, the phone line. Matt, I went and saw Firestarter last night. Uh, have you seen it yet? I have not. Okay. I gave it a C plus. Okay. You know, it's it's all right. I, I figured it had problems because Bloomhouse was not putting a lot of money behind it and advertising it a lot uh it's different from the original movie uh, i think it's more it's more closer to the book than the original movie but the original movie wasn't you know done in a, a linear form that the you know you started from a to, to learn the story and you got to z you went like you started at at j and then you had to come back to b to find out why j happened you know that flashback kind of stuff all the time but um, i will say that uh, the young lady that plays charlie in this movie uh, I think does just as good of a job as Drew Barrymore did. Uh, the difference is in the bad guy. Uh, George C. Scott was a much better bad guy in the original than this. Uh, I think the guy's name is Gray Eyes. This is what his name is. He's a an American Indian. Uh, he, he he's all right, but it doesn't explain enough about him about why he does 
what he does in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. Okay. So that that that's the my that's my critique of the movie. Uh, you can spend your money. You know, on this movie, without worrying, feeling like you've been taken. I mean, there's movies I've gone to see, and I thought, why did I put good movie money down to go see that? But this one is not that way. I I enjoyed it. It's about an hour and thirty five minutes long, I think. So it's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah, it's rated R, and it is uh, ninety five minutes. Yes. Oh, that's uh, right. Keith Thompson, Keith Thompson directs. So uh, Zach Efron's in the film, um, and uh, yes, you know, obviously a remake. And you know, the the original had uh, what you know at that time, uh, you know, was considered big name stars. I mean, the first one had big name stars in it. When it yeah, and it failed movie. miserably at the box office. You mentioned uh, Drew Barrymore and you mentioned George C. Scott, but there's a lot of people in the original that um, you know, were big. You I know, think David stars. Keith was in that, wasn't he? Uh, man. Good question there. I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I anyway just, yeah. I, the the big stars were Drew and, and George C. Scott. Yes, yes, absolutely. Chock full of people there. And I mean, we've got that one this weekend. And, of course, hanging around is the big, massive box office smash, Doctor Strange. I Man, know you love great, that one. What a great movie. That was a great movie. I really enjoyed that. Of course, anybody who's listening to the show knows that Doc Strange, after, after the Fantastic Four, is my favorite Marvel comic. I love Doc Strange. Great Big stuff. box office, awesome film, very well worth seeing in 3D. Uh, we're presenting it in that new Real D 3D. It's very much worth the 3D. It's an awesome movie. Doctor Strange still on the screen. We are still playing the bad guys. PG from <laughs> uh, DreamWorks for the kids, great animated feature. Also for the kids, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 PG with uh, Jim Carrey. Uh, Lost City. With Sandra Bullock still on the screen for the ladies. Wow. And, of course, uh, we have uh, Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore from Warner Brothers, rated PG-13. Northman is still on the screen. Good movie. Still, still playing the unbearable to massive talent with Nicolas Cage. Liam Neeson is back in the movie Memory. And uh, you can catch all of those movies at all five locations, Hot Springs, Cabot, Riverdale, Cersei, and of course in Batesville. And then we've got some cool independent films that are playing just at Riverdale 10. That's Riverdale10.com. Check out our website, see our new movie listings. Of course, you can reserve your seats there, purchase your tickets. Cool little film called Petite Maman came out last week for uh, Mother's Day. Uh, just cleaned up at all the film festivals. One big uh, eight-year-old Nelly has just lost her beloved grandmother and is helping her parents clean out her mother's childhood home. She explores the house and surrounding woods where her mother used to play and where she built the fort Nellie has heard so much about. One day her mother leaves and heads home and Nellie meets a girl of her own age in the woods building a fort. This is just a cute, awesome, cool movie, uh, very appropriate for kids, uh, and it has been a massive film festival favorite. Oh, that is great. playing exclusively at Riverdale 10. And then today we have Happening, 
which is rated R. Uh, it is directed by Audrey Dillon, and uh, it is set in 1960s France. And it uh, it has uh, Kate Monet in the film. Uh, this also has just wow cleaned up at the awards. Another big time award film. I am glad we are able to uh, get back into the tradition we've had there at Riverdale, where we devote a couple of screens to uh, cool independent films, uh, art films, documentaries. Uh, foreign films, you know, the indie art doc foreign films. We try to keep a couple of those on the screen at Riverdale 10. You can see them at Riverdale 10 and nowhere else in Arkansas. And those two films are highly recommended. Uh, if you take a look at today's Democrat Gazette, and I know you know Philip Martin. Oh, yeah, I know uh, Philip well. You look at the style section in today's Democrat Gazette, because you subscribe, right? Yep. Check the style section out. The entire front page of style E, E page one, is directed to happening. Really? The entire front page. Yes, it is. Wow. Must yes, be really this, good, then. Yes, and this is a, a very timely film with all the debate that is going on right now with the Supreme Court and everything else. I got, uh, hey, I got to tell you, I was watching uh, Turner Classic Movies the other day, and I came across one of my all-time favorite French movies. It was, it was done at the end of the new wave, and it was Z. I hadn't seen Z in years. It came out 69, early 70. I was 17 years old. Went and saw it. My buddies wouldn't go see it because it had you had to read the, the, the dialogue if you didn't know French. What a great movie that is. It still stands up really well. I mean, the French makes some really, really good stuff. There you go. So check those out at Riverdale 10. i got to tell you uh, some other cool stuff we've got going on. We've got our summer family film series kicking off this year and uh, at Riverdale 10 in Little Rock and at the uh, Oak 7 in Batesville. Okay. Uh, this will happen every Thursday all summer long, 10 weeks in a row, 10 motion pictures. And, of course, at... Um, Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema, Cersei 8 VIP Cinema, and Cabot 8 VIP Cinema. This will be happening every Monday and Thursday. And so our doors open at 10 a.m. Uh, the movie starts at 11 a.m. All of the movies are rated PG. Uh, tickets to get in are just $4. And during this show, you can pick up a uh, child-sized soda and a child-sized popcorn for just a dollar each. Oh, that's cool. Uh, starts June uh, the 6th, Monday, June the 6th, and the first movie is Minions. It's PG. Um, <laughs> then we'll have Despicable Me, uh, Puss in Boots, Peter Rabbit 2, The Emoji Movie, Angry Birds 2, Scoob, Paw Patrol the Movie, Clifford the Big Red Dog, and Sonic the Hedgehog. And those are all PG. They're all animated and they're all about 90 minutes in length, um, $4 to get in, dollar for soda, dollar for popcorn. It is a great way to get the littles out to a movie, uh, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning on Mondays and Thursdays. And just uh, inexpensive, family-friendly, appropriate entertainment. So be sure to come out and check the family summer film series at all five locations this summer. Very, very good. By the way, I want Ed Monk is here, and 
We were talking about tanks because he was a tank commander when he was in the military. Let me uh, tell you that the movie that is playing right now that you should go see, Ed, is The Northman. Really? Yeah. It's about Vikings. Uh, you would like it. I'm I just telling you. on my list. You would like I it. really liked Fury. Okay, well, Fury was a great movie. That's one of the better World War II movies out there. Well, and there was there was a lot of relationship about how tank crewmen work with each other, and that I think a lot of people wouldn't have caught that were true in there. I really liked that. I might have to make that a classic movie. It is. That's a great, and it's a, based on a true story. And that tank crew did very heroic work during world war ii all right 9 45 it's time to take a break we'll come back we'll talk to matt about the movies that are coming up there's one real big one just before the end of the month that everybody's going to want to see we'll talk about that as we continue the dave ellswick show not expecting it not expecting it this lifetime just talking about john travolta has his own jet you know it's not a little jet. You know, it's not a little Lear. It's a passenger jet. I'm not Who sure. Is this? John Travolta. John Travolta. Oh, it, okay. He's got he's got a house yep. that's on a runway. Yeah. Okay. It's a the, the the subdivision is like an airport. Wow. And so yep. you you come back, you come home from work and you park your plane. Got a got a passenger jet, huh? Yeah, he got his own but passenger jet. But he keeps jet. complaining about global warming. Yeah. Well, climate change, man. He's just up there burning all that jet fuel. Well, he loves he loves killing the climate and burning all that jet fuel. Yeah, he, want, he, wants, he wants us to walk or take an electric car, but you know he's flying that jet. Yeah, it's that Scientology, man. It's gonna rot your brain. <laughs> yeah, ask Cruz. About, you, man. Ask Cruz about that. All right, let's talk about the, what's coming out next week. Because oh, man, let's talk about next week. We yeah. got some cool stuff happening next week. First okay. of all. We've got Downton Abbey, A New Era. That's going to be a big hit. PG, good for the whole family. Follow-up to the 2019 feature film in which the Crawley family and the Downton staff receive a royal visit from the king and queen of Britain. In this follow-up, they are going to the French villa that an old lover of the countess gave to her when he died. Uh-oh. They're going to investigate what the countess was up to when she was young. It sounds like she got buck wild. <laughs> That's it. Downton Abbey, baby. PG. All right. Downton Abbey, a new era. Now that, you know, we've actually got a cool thing going. You and I have talked about this a little bit before. You need to go to the website for the theaters, go in there and sign up for our email newsletter so yep. you know when these things are going on, and sign up for our rewards program. You sign up for a rewards program, you get a free rewards card. Every time you visit the theater, you get points. And you can redeem those points for free movie tickets, T-shirts, DVDs, uh, popcorn, soda pop, concessions, whatever. And when you're a Rewards Club member and you're getting our email newsletter, you find out about cool things that are happening just for our Rewards Club members. Okay. Now, one of those cool things is Wednesday night, the 18th, we're going to have Downton Abbey, A New Era at 7 p.m., the brand-new Downton Abbey movie, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at all the theaters, and you can go watch it before anyone else. That's always cool. Yes. So get in there. Sign up for that email newsletter. Join the rewards program. It's available at all the websites, Riverdale10.com. Just click that big banner at the top that says Rewards Club. All right. Jump on in there. See movies a couple of days before anybody else can. 
All right, Downtown yeah. Abbey coming up uh, this next yeah. weekend. What else is coming Hold up. up? Hold up. I got one you're going to want to see. All right. It's called Men. It's rated R. Your, your director, Alex Garland, directs this picture. Okay. Jesse Buckley, Roy Kenner, Gail Rankin Starr. In the aftermath of a personal tragedy, gee, tragedy, can I get that word out? You got it. I sound like Joe Biden trying to talk. In the aftermath of a personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to a beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. But someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as a simmering dread becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. Needless to say, this is a horror flick from the same guy that brought us uh, Machine um, Machina. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Machina, yeah. Yes. That was a great movie, man. That was a fantastic film. Hey, this movie's popping in next weekend. And I know you're going to want to see this thing. All right. I'll have to go uh, see know, it. I mean, the last one just kind of weirded you out, especially when the girl that you thought was his girlfriend was actually a robot. That was just, that was, that was, I don't know, man. That that one was a creep fest. Men <laughs> seems to be the same way, right? It's just It just seems scary. I know you're going to want to watch that. That starts next week as well. Yeah. You know, Mackinac was, of course, oh, the movie that introduced me to Vercander. She's oh, such man. she's such a great actress, and she's gone on to have a stellar career now. So really good. Okay, so now hold up, I got I got I got I got to throw a couple. I got I got to throw another one out there. Okay, next week we're gonna have a film called Pleasure. Okay, this film's coming in in independent motion picture. This girl travels from Sweden to Los Angeles to join the porn industry. Okay, oh, this no. is from Neon Films. That starts next Friday, the twentieth. Uh, That's going to be in as well. Another independent film. And then last week you were talking about this uh, film called Crimes of the Century. Yes. You're all you know you 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 were you know hyping that one up because it just cleaned up at all the awards in France. That's popping into Riverdale Ten on June the third. Yeah, that's so, uh, that's yeah. the new movie uh, the, from the director that I love so much, and yes. Verhoeven uh, is in my head, and that's not who it is. But the bottom line is, he made this statement that he would not be surprised if the third, third of the audience didn't walk out in the first ten minutes. Crimes of the century, because it's yeah. all it's a body horror movie. It's like The Fly or some of those movies that he did. Uh, in the past, so he's come back to that. It's I'll go see it, and it's got Viggo Mortenstein in it. Why wouldn't I go see it? Yes, it does. And what you're going to want to do is pop in there and see men to get some prep work done before you come <laughs> back. Before you come back for Crimes of the Century, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, 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 yes. A deep dive into the not so distant future in which humankind is learning to adapt to its synthetic surroundings. This yeah. evolution moves humans beyond their natural state and into a metamorphosis, which alters their biological makeup. I'm telling and you, this course, sounds Christian like something you come up film. with. What's that? I mean, this sounds like something that uh, you, you'd expect, uh, you know, from this director. David Cronenberg. Yeah, Cronenberg. That's right. Cronenberg is back. Kristen Stewart's in the film too with Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, you're looking. You're looking at. Uh, you know, Videodrome again, you know, crazy mm-hmm. stuff. And just let everybody know, it's going to be crazy stuff. I'm going to say right now, I'm not watching it. 
Okay. Now I'm going to be watching it. I'll go dude, see it. Dude, that dude freaks me out, man. I'm telling you right now. I can understand that. He's made a lot of movies that freak people out. Oh, my word. Last but, not, last but not least, in two weeks, it's going to finally be here, and everybody cannot wait. Top Gun Maverick. Man, I tell you what, the reviews for this thing are, are spectacular. Crazy good. People are loving it. And you know, I I pay attention to all of the all of the Hollywood gossip out there and there's there's a couple of places that I follow. Box Office Magazine, love Box Office Magazine. It's very very much um, you know, pro industry for the right. movie business. Uh, and I and I love Box Office Magazine for that reason. And I also fo- I also follow Deadline Hollywood. They're rig- real big about getting out some some uh, quick news about you know what actor did this or that, what project is being developed, who bought the rights to a book, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, whew, man, um, I also follow IndieWire, and um, IndieWire is kind of more of a left leaning. Um, you know, just um, um, somewhat more of a liberal magazine-slash-website. And I was shocked, I mean, just absolutely shocked, at uh, IndieWire coming out and being so in love with Top Gun. Yeah, well, that is surprising because it's really jingoistic, I understand. It is such a uh, pro-Navy, American... Um, just uh, military. Uh, I mean, this this is IndieWire. Let me just throw this out there to you. Top Gun Maverick, the long-awaited sequel, is confidentially rapturous, emotionally involving, and take your breath away. Great times at the movies. Wow. IndieWire wow. says this. IndieWire says this. The most satisfying summer action movie since Mission Impossible: Fallout. How about that? Unbelievable. That's crazy. I mean, I'm going to tell you what. The the trailer that they've been Hold playing on. at the movie is incredible. Go. It's become an increasingly self-evident truth that Tom Cruise is the last Hollywood movie star of his kind. I will agree with that. A still larger than life in an age where most famous actors are only as big as their little toy action figures. Tom Cruise remains solitary. He's incredible. <laughs> hey. Yes. You get you if you're a guy who's going to put money into a movie to make make it, you know, make a movie, you put it behind Cruise. It's going to make money. The movie's going and not only some money, a lot of money. Just the way it is. Matt Smith, thanks for being with us. Always a pleasure. We'll talk again next Friday. They say we realize now, all these years later, that Tom Cruise is Maverick, and Maverick is Tom Cruise. Hey. He flies the plane, man. (laughs) For real, he did some flying in this movie. Yes. I'm looking for. I can't wait to see it. I really can't wait to see it. And you got to see it on a movie screen. Oh, you've got to. You've got to. You know, with that sound and everything, it's going to be great. All right. Appreciate you, Matt. You have a good weekend. Thank you. Talk to you later. Matt Smith, of course, joins us every Friday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you for coming in, Ed. And I'm going to have you back and talk tanks some more. Anytime. All right. 
I'm done for the week. I'll meet you on Monday. Chris Carnahan's going to be with me in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, the uh, power panel's going to be around, and who knows what else is going to happen. It'll be whatever's happening over the weekend news-wise. I'll guarantee you that on the Dave Ellswick Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.